With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Angeles, California. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Shaw McCain. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Shaw McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show. My show was created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Please follow the Paranormal and the Sacred on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. And we also translate into many different languages for our listeners outside the country. The calling number tonight is 619-924-9744. And the Paranormal and the Sacred airs every Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We also have Sacred Sundays every Sunday morning, 11 a.m., for those of you inclined to tune in. And also, I do have specials on some Mondays. So, anyway, that's it. Uh, during the show... I can take questions and order in chat, and you may call in with your questions and speak with our guest tonight. Any buzzkiller in chat on the phone will be similarly kicked out. I have a copy of your number, and I will bug you like you bug me, so please play nice. Let's see. I have a few announcements to make before we welcome our special guest tonight. Now, October 19th, we had Bruce Grove last week, uh, last Monday, and uh, he is actually going to be at the Holistic Living Expo in the Beverly Garland Hotel at 4222 Vineland Avenue, North Hollywood. That's in California, 91602. And he has free passes that I actually have posted on my page. You can copy it out, or you can go to the link that I provided, and uh, or you can contact him if you know him on Facebook, and he'll give you a free pass. Anyway, so that's this weekend, October 19th. And then October 26th, we have our zero support group meeting, and that's at the Burbank location. And those who know, know where it is, so I can't give out that location. And then, some big surprise, November 5th, the session opening, and then from November 7th through the 9th, uh, Travis Walton's big anniversary is coming up, and they're having a big gathering uh, of speakers. Travis Walton, Peter Robbins, Richard Dolan, Stanton Friedman, uh, Kathleen Martin, Ben Henson, Christopher O'Brien, Tom Reed, Tracy Torme, Donald Schmidt, and oh, many others. And they're going to be in Arizona for the fire in the sky incident uh, uh, closure in the hall, having a gathering over there. So that's going to be very interesting. So try to make that one. And that's at you can contact them for more information at www.skyfiresummit.com. And then November 8th, 
Talk Priority Screening, followed by panel with producers V.J. Davis, Julia Davis, and Angelo Bertoli, and that's Brittany Murphy's father, for a question and answer. And that is going to be, go to the www.cerointernational.com to find out all the information on that, and then uh, it's going to be an incredible experience, and I think he's going to talk about what he feels that happened to Brittany, and uh, it's sad to think about, really. Okay, then November 14, 15, and 16, Paula Harris is uh, uh, hosting a Star Wars conference at the Aquarius Hotel in Laughlin, Nevada, and you're going to go catch uh, Paula on her Facebook, and she'll uh, tell you where the website is and everything else. And then November 23rd, the Zero Support Group meeting will be action in Huntington Beach at that other secret location. And then this is a big thing. Get ready for the Zero International uh, Annual Holiday Party on the Queen Mary. It's haunted over there. And you know what? The dinner's great. And all of us show up. And it starts at 7 p.m. this time. And it's always on a Saturday night, so it's December 13th. So it's, it's going to be costing 62 bucks. So start saving your money now. And if you want to get a gift, bring a gift. And they... They ask you to please have it around $25, $35, something like that. Anyway, they all get dressed up and go down there, and you're welcome, and guests are welcome, so it's open to everybody. Now, we have a very special guest this week. Um, she is an internationally renowned psychic medium and author, and, since, and she's been at it for more than 26 years. Her amazing ability to both communicate with the dead and guide the living have propelled her into the spotlight. She is known throughout the world as America's foremost occult and paranormal expert. Jackie Barrett's remarkable efforts at the Red Cross and the Jackie Barrett Foundation have raised millions of dollars, and her compassion has earned her a great deal of respect, enabling her to help thousands of people from diverse backgrounds. She has clients from all over the world, including celebrities in the music and entertainment industries, politicians, socialites, and professional athletes. Jackie is the most sought after for unique seances where she allows the guests to directly communicate with the contacted spirit. And instead of the traditional seance where only the medium will make contact with the spirit. Wow. We're going to do a seance tonight, too. She has been issued a captain's badge from the now-retired New York police captain, Seen Crowley, for her work on cold cases. She works with him and her daughter, Joanne, who assists her in both cold cases and private clients. Jackie always can also continues her work with personal clients around the world. Her latest accomplishment is just uh, she just she has these two books out and um, her just published book, The Haunting of the Gemini, and it's a riveting account of her journey with the New York City Zodiac Killer. And also, after almost two decades of silence, uh, he, he's speaking with Jackie, and the book tells the first time the true intent of his crimes. The Haunting of Gemini follows her her last book, The Devil I Know, which chronicles her experience with the Amityville murderer, Ronnie DeFeo, and I am so freaked out by that story. But anyway, I think we have Jackie on the line. Hello, Jackie, is that you? Hello, is this Jackie? No, it's not. It's Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. I'm waiting for uh, Jackie. Jackie to call you. I know. I have the same okay. area code. Oh, yeah, okay. Already. So if you know her, uh, let her know she has to call in. <laughs> Thank you. So we're going to be waiting for uh, her. Hey. So I see a lot of people. I will. So, okay. You're first in line, so if it ever happens, uh, I'll just put her on hold. Anyway, so I'm just waiting for Jackie to call in. Let me see. 
Okay, I can see her number, and I think I can call her. Uh, I think I'm going to call you in, Jackie. Okay. So hold on. Okay, things are acting a little funny tonight. I guess that when I when I uh, logged in, they were having some uh, interesting uh, things going on here, and people couldn't see the chat room and stuff like that. Okay, so let's see here. I'm going to call her, and I don't want to make any mistakes. Okay. Hello. Hi, Jackie. This is Charlene from the Paranormal and the Sacred. You're live on the air. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you. That's great. So uh, I gave your introduction, and I talked about your two books, and um, and you have had quite an interesting life. Um, before we go into our uh, se- seance and everything, do you want to... Uh, Tell people a little bit about your past and how you got to be where you are at now. Ooh, um, let's see. Uh, it started probably at birth, uh, being born into um, a, a family that practiced uh, I, mysticism, occultism, seances, and um, spirituality. Uh, one part voodoo, another part American Indian, and I've been participating and conducting in seances um, since the age of five. And it trailed off onto other things, and I was um, truly blessed in some areas where... uh, I was able to uh, expand my gift and not keep it hush hushed. Yeah. So, you know, that that alone, in saying that, uh, you know, to to be able to embrace it uh, is a gift in itself. And a gift comes along with a burden, of course. Yes. Um... And. and <laughs> And that burden is, you know, um, when you're working with the the dead, there are obstacles. There are some that need help. There are some that have um, have passed with um, some heaviness on them. Uh, some lives were cut short um, by horrible, horrible. Um, human beings and facing those demons uh were pretty tough. Mhm. They really are. Um Yes. Yeah, tell us how how you came about to formulate your your two books because they're quite extraordinary topics. And I really admire you, you know, for tackling. Oh, thank you. You know, it's life is funny like that like we think we um 
have all the power and we you know set our path and and we're to follow such you know uh, footsteps and and to keep going and i i didn't set out to to accomplish this like i didn't say you know in, in next year i'm going to be doing this and and as a medium i don't even like to speak of time so far away because I know what could happen at any given moment. But some things do line up that you are supposed to accomplish, that you're supposed to face head on. And and with, for instance, with the devil I know, I think the lives parallels um, between my own mother and my own upbringing and the Ronnie DeFeo and his family and, and so forth. And um, when I look back at it now, I don't know where the inner strength came from, but it certainly came from a much higher place than than any living uh, person could probably give another. That's right. And and how, and, and uh, uh, you became friends and go ahead. Sorry. And and as for Heriberto um, Sadar, the New York City Zodiac killer, um, it it was the same thing. It was you know you mediums don't go looking um at least i don't i i tend to stay to myself and create this like little happy jacky world um but things tend to follow me tend to knock at the door you know to to put it in a in a nice way it's um it's there and it's it doesn't stop and it gives you this this inner strength to to keep going even when you fall and and there are good things you know there are i mean absolutely good things around us you know i mm-hmm. when when patricia had taken over jackie and i was living her life I could I I didn't know how to get out of it. I felt like a a rat in a maze. And as I was trailing trailing off and and finding more clues and 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 finding who she was and and what had happened and you know there was um this bond between the living and the dead. And um, I, I say good morning to her every morning, and I say good night to her. Uh, she she was a huge part of my life, and you know I I'm so sorry her life was cut so short by someone else's hands. Mm-hmm. Now, how does it, just, are you channeling? Is that what's going on? Is it and that did it? 
Okay, so when things happen to me, sometimes they come in dreams and sometimes I just get a thought and start carrying on a conversation and then pretty soon that conversation takes place. Is it sort of like that? Yeah. Well, you know, um, I I first started channeling as a young child and I was taught um, to do it with mirrors. And it's a very, very old form of uh, spirit communication. And also, um, mirrors allow you to open up portals. And, you know, one has to be very careful with that. But every case is different that I come upon. Um, I can just be going through a normal day and somebody following me. And this somebody um, is a person uh, that was... You know, I I still consider, you know, the, the just because you you hear the word dead, it's not like the end of this person's life. I mean, it's the end of the mm-hmm. cycle, but they're continuing on right alongside us, and uh, you know, from maybe from constantly throughout the years and years and years. Uh, I was able to open up a door where the traveling was easier and coming back. Um, I don't want to say, I'm almost afraid to say uh, is easy. I I don't want to say that. I don't want to give people the wrong impression, especially those just starting out and trying to figure out how to do this and, and how do they see somebody. But when I, for myself, um, I'm able to hear them speaking. Um, I, I can I see the forms, and then the forms turn into solids. So And I see them how they wish me to see them. Uh, you know, it could be not in the face of death, meaning an accident or what have you, but they always give me a clue. So, and you never know, you know, as a as a medium, uh, who you're going to run into and why. And, you know, things happen in our life for a reason. And sometimes, you know, the things aren't very nice and... Uh, you know, we say why, um, but if you follow, if you follow for, the, you know, and look, you're going to find the answers. And it, this just happened to me last week, and it was like, I'm, I'm living, I'm living in this place for, I keep saying seven years, because I, I seem like I lost a little time with Patricia. Uh, living with me, in me, beside me uh, for quite some time. But um, it's, it's, it's something I didn't plan on speaking about because it just happened. And yeah. it, uh, I was going around with uh, an earache for a while and a really bad pain, like in my jaw, you know, so I kept going back to the dentist, back to the dentist, went to, you know, a specialist, and and I, I knew this person, and, you know, she just kept saying, well, you're grinding your teeth, and you're, 
anxious or what are you doing at night? And I'm like, uh, what am I doing? You know, so, and I, you know, I said to her, damn, I'm traveling all this way to see you and you can't figure this out. Like, this is more than grinding. This is pain. This is like since April, April. This is like I'm waking up every day with an earache and these jabbing pains. There has to be something there, you know. So I said, you know, there's a dentist right across the street from me. I said, I don't know why I'm traveling to see you and I'm not getting any answers. So I was in so much pain over the weekend. And I was resting, I was sleeping. And this beautiful girl, beautiful young woman, told me it was going to be okay. And I went across the street, and I sat on the steps to Dr. Frank Lombardo, and knowing he was closed, I, I mean, it's over the weekend, he's a dentist, you know. And this was on a Sunday. I was holding my head. I was holding my ear. I was like, oh, make this stop. Just make it stop. And she sat down next to me. And she said, you've come to the right place. And I was like, but he's not here. And she said, you have to come back tomorrow. And I said, I will. So... You know, it's like he's right across the street. My daughter comes over, and she's like, Ma, what are you doing? She said, you know, like, we're going to get you the help. And I said, no, I have to come here. Like, I have to come here. So anyway, I go make an appointment. The, The girls at the desk were really, really sweet, squeezed me in. He was completely booked. And... I see this guy as I'm, like, pleading with him. I said, I've been dreaming of this place. Like, I need help. And I see this dentist come out, the biggest smile ever. And I said, I was sent here. Well, I get in the chair, and he's taking care of it. Now, mind you, these specialists took x-rays and this and this and that. Couldn't find nothing, nothing, not even a little cavity, right? Mm-hmm. Takes takes simple two, two, three x-rays. Boom, finds it. Bad infection. He said it must have been brewing for a while, probably since April. And he smiles at me. And he said... You know, I knew he was gifted. And he said, you need a root canal, and we need to treat the infection. I said, oh, my God. You know, we hear root canal. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, right? So I told him, I said, this beautiful girl. I said, you know, I don't know who she is. Had no idea. But I described her. He showed me a picture, and it was his daughter who had passed. And wow. Oh, my God. This just kidding. happened. This, <laughs> Yeah, this just happened. So I was like, what? 
And, you know, he knew just where to look. Just, I, I just, I pointed to, you know, when you have a toothache, it's like the whole, it's not even a toothache anymore. It's like your jaw's on fire. Yeah, you just, it's like you kind of go crazy, too, because you're so hurt. Exactly. Your brain, exactly. I know. Exactly. And I think the last time we had canceled, you know, I was like, they're telling me it's my sinuses. I was like, damn, you know, but I, you know, I sat there and, and he's doing this procedure and I saw something pass. I saw, I saw his daughter pass and I didn't, I couldn't say anything. You know, you have your mouth open and this and this and that. And he, he said, that's my daughter. Like, he was, like, I can't explain it. He, it was as though we were meant to cross. It was as though these dentists couldn't find it for a reason. Yeah. And he, he had this, he was working on and still working on this incredible book of the afterlife. Like, who would think? He is. Wow. He's, he's, so incre- he's so incredible. And he is, you know, his, he he's born with this gift. I know he's going to say he acquired it through the events that had happened and how she came to him and 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 what have you. But you... There's there's no time for mediums, and you know what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. You know, it could yeah. happen at any at you know at any event, you know, or any trauma in our lives. Things could happen. Yes. And, but but you have to have it there already, and you know, like he said to me, there are naturals, and then there are people who have learned from the people who have passed on and he was one and but I thought it was I thought it was pretty amazing that his daughter sent me there and he was able to help me and this is the first time this is like the second day in a row I woke up and I was like ah I don't have an earache <laughs> you know oh, since amazing. April thank god I know, but it's I like you, I he was you right there. He was right he was just across there. the street waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. And they took all these special x-rays, these panoramas, and, you know, um, four or $500 worth of x-rays, and they're like nothing, nothing. Nothing is showing, nothing at all. And the, here he is. He found it. He, he no, not that, only found that could it, be bad. That could have poisoned you. You know that? Toothaches, especially if it, it gets impacted, it, you can actually get poisoned like that. It's, it's terrible. It's, it Not only was it horrible, but it was like, you know, he was cleaning pus out. I was like, what the, uh, you know. And what had happened is that it's a, it's a back molar, and it wasn't mm-hmm. root canal, but they had crowned it. Because, um, you know, you use your, your back teeth and it's a lot harder and there's a, a lot more of an impact. So so the white fillings would break, so they crowned it. So he went right through the crown 
and he gave me shots of there was medication and steroid shots and um, he was like, you're going to be fine, and then you're going to come back Tuesday, and we're going to finish it. And he had this huge smile, and, I, and, and he was in jealous wow. himself. And, and, I, and I just vowed uh, to see his book come out. And his story, I mean, the intelligence of this person and the to have an angel um, on your shoulder as he does. Um, and she right. found her way to me to get to him and and so on. And I was like, oh, my God, he's just, you know. So when people say, Jackie, you just, you know, do you just deal in demons? Absolutely not. But, you know, yeah. uh, you know for yourself when yeah. you deal with anything, you know, anything that has to do with the afterlife, um, the, all doors swing open. Yeah, even to things you don't even understand. Because a lot of times if something happens, I don't understand really what I'm being presented with at times. I figure it out along the line, but, you know, I don't know what the rules are in the psychic world. You know, I didn't know. I thought there were things where there were rules for things or something. I don't think think there are too many rules, you know, (laughs) especially for me. I I seem to break them all. You know, if there are rules, um, those damn things went out the window. And, (laughs) you know, we just just keep hammering at it. But, you know, there is a, a message behind everything. And as mediums, we we see everything as a piece of a puzzle. Yes. And and then it gets stored into the psyche um, and to be picked up later on. And it, we're like, okay, yeah, that's where that belongs. And that's why that was on my mind. And that's why we see this and that. And it's difficult, you know. Um, it's it's really difficult. And, and it doesn't come without... You know, as much as you can have everything, um, you know, your your I's dotted and, and your T's crossed, you, we we tend to have, um, you know, pe- people think you have this enormous, you know, we do have enormous strength when we need it, and, and mm-hmm. we are strong people, um, but we have our weaknesses. And, yeah. And... Um, and my weakness, you know, people always say, well, what's your weakness, you know? Like, what are you scared of? Everything. <laughs> you know, I'm one of those where it's like um, uh, I know too much, so. I'm just going to uh, say that you're picking up on way too much, and that's why it's scary. You know yeah, I mean? it's like. A lot of people every contact with it, so they're hard to understand those people for me, but. It's, you know, you yeah, suffer. and nothing happens. Like, uh, you know, every scenario, like, <laughs> you know, can possibly play out. It, it already went through my mind. And, um, you know, and the outcome and this and that and what could happen and, you know, like your life cycle. And, uh, like, you think of all these things and and it's like, wow, you know, you got to quiet the, uh, the crazies a little, you know. So, mm-hmm. um you know, people ask, well, what do you do? You know, I don't drink. I don't, um, I wouldn't I don't even either. take, 
No, I wouldn't even take uh, the the happy gas, like or whatever they call it at the dentist. I I was like, no, nah, I'll just take the needles in the mouth, you know. Well, um, I started and, medicating for the dentist, and it started working. Believe it or not, yeah, I was no, able no, to medicate through a root canal. Yeah, <laughs> nope, I, I have to, you know, I'm one of those people. Not I'm not a control freak. I would love for anyone to pick up my baggage. I'm not a control freak. But I need to be in control of Jackie. Yeah. And not just that. I was sort of scared if something jumped into me. Like, I didn't know what would happen. I'd get kicked out of the office. You know? <laughs> and I wanted this to get, you know, finished. Finally, somebody was uh, had the brains uh, and the know-how and the intelligence to uh, to help and to actually see it and be like, yeah, okay, we got this. So, uh, you know, I wasn't going to spoil that. It's like, yeah, okay, put me out. And it's like, ah, you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, shit, get her out. Like, you know. know. I'm glad you had a solution, though. Uh, It's, you know, something like that, you're you're sicker and you don't realize you're getting sicker and sicker. You know you don't feel good, but, you know, it progresses and you're lucky that you just planted yourself across the street and got help. I know, no. it's directly across the street. And, you know, the one thing with psychics is that, like, I I can pinpoint certain things when it comes to myself, you know. But we, we pick up on on everyone else so much. We pick on everybody's emotions, everybody's it, – it's like it's like you're a magnet. And before you can clear that all out, you can't see anything for yourself. Yes. Well, yeah, I think you, it's you because uh, you're getting overstimulated, really, by everything around you. And just, uh, I think... Yeah, everything is 3D. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything, you know. So you have uh, to shut down to, you know, to... to yeah. Cope. I, 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 I have my... Um, yeah, it's, you know, I... Um, I enjoy simple things, and mm-hmm. uh, you know those things make me happy. There's nothing more that makes me happy than to you know have animals around me. Oh no! I know you're really, little pooch. Um, yes, yes, yes. They're the my gosh. I I can't remember a time that I I didn't, and when I didn't, you know, I remember getting up and. You know, I would get up every day and write. You know, I'm constantly writing, and um, I'm involved in the um, the Devil I Know um, is um, going to be a mini series that was purchased, and you know, so I'm involved. Congratulations! In that. Thank you. And plus, I'm working on a new book, and plus, there'll be a show out. So, you know, there's. Um, there's a lot of things, but I would get up and um, I would sort of just like sit in the, in my chair and and you know with uh, I, and I write on my iPhone. I know it's crazy, but I, I would sit there and the house was so quiet and you know and, and miss like you look around, you miss um, picking up all the litter or you know, having to get up in the cold and, and walk dogs or mm-hmm. whatever it is, it was like, you know, um, 
those are the things I truly missed. But now I get to do it all over again. Yes, that's right. Yes. Now, um, what, uh, what, when do you, what are we doing? How are we going to do this? Because I have okay, no idea. I've never, I've never done this before, so. Okay. Well, you know, I, I spent some time uh, going over uh, who to conjure. And, I mean, Vincent Price would have been awesome because oh the, the, the man is a great. And he is great. He, and he actually lived the part. He lived his life just like, you know, just like I feel I do. I, I, I am who I am. I'm not different in any other way. There's no secret parts of Jackie. I put myself out there, and this is who I am. And so I loved him. And then, you know, then I was thinking, you know, there was a little bit of a wild side to me. So I was like, you know, Sid and Nancy would be awesome to bring back. <laughs> you know. And then I said, <laughs> then I said, wait yeah, a second, you know. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of couples like getting punched in a jaw at the table, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I said, um, okay, you know, we want to incorporate everyone. So what I thought, since it's Halloween, it's Halloween yeah. time, and it's you know that spooky time of year where where we are allowed to be who we are. So yes. it's not like you know. Um, when I'm walking down the block and someone yells out like a witch cackle, <laughs> you know, and it's summertime and you know it's for you. But when it's Halloween, yeah. it's pretty cool. It's like that could be anybody, you know. <laughs> like I can yeah, duck that one. True. It's my favorite time of year is <laughs> the fall. Ah, uh, isn't love it? Fall. It's just yes. It's just awesome. So I um I wrangled uh old Mr. Will. And I told him he has to be part of this. And um, so right there is a treat alone because God knows what's going to come out of him, right? And um, Joanne, uh, Uncle Ray is downstairs saying, uh, I am not being part of this. I'm always left with, you know, the spirits and the demons. Everyone runs, you know, (laughs) so that's okay. (laughs) He can stay down there because you know what? You, they'll they'll just walk downstairs. They don't need uh, permission. You know, people have this all wrong. You can't shut the door right. and be like, "Oh no, Mr. Ghost, you are not allowed downstairs." <laughs> you know, it just I doesn't work that way. Like that. Nah, nah, it doesn't. So, my idea was, you know, I was thinking of like urban legends, right? And yeah, when you think. Yeah, and when you think of Halloween, you think of all the urban legends that come out, and and there isn't one schoolgirl, probably boy, who hasn't stood in front of a mirror. And since my forthcoming book, uh, my memoirs, um, has to do with working with mirrors and I go back into Louisiana time and back and forth and um I thought Bloody Mary. Oh my goodness. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah, because you know, and and look, the book is so far the title Mirror Mirror. So okay. Um, and everything with me is mirrors, even how I point them on my dresser, a hand mm-hmm. mirror, a standing mirror. It's a reflection. It's to capture, you know, and not to capture to keep. It's just a glimpse, you know. We we don't want to keep we don't want to keep souls and and you know, uh, slavery's gone. We're not into this, um, but mirrors are portals. And every mirror in my house has a spell on it. So my idea was to conjure up and get feedback on what has happened. So we all know the legend, you know, in early 1900s, um, woman who would want to uh, see who their husbands would be, and if they would get married, would take a small hand mirror, walk up the steps backwards holding the mirror and a candle, and say it three times in the mirror. And if they saw a skull, a bloody face, um, something scary, the Grim Reaper, that meant she would pass before she would be married. Um, and and then there are times that they saw um, the person who they were going to marry. Um, and, and, you know, I tend to believe, you know, it goes back into like the 1500s where um, the Queen Mary, they believe, um, who who was killed, who had many miscarriages, who um, went, you know, crazy, um, uh, killing uh, other people because of religion, uh, having them killed. Uh, They believe it's her that they're getting in contact with. There are some people who believe it's somebody from the witch trial. Um, Mm -hmm. But it it doesn't... you see here, it doesn't matter because my idea is to see how many people saw something. And sometimes I've had this, um, I did this experiment, and I've had people um, see different different forms in the mirrors. And I believe um, it's it's time when you do that for some mischief spirits who are around you um, to play a little game or or so forth, you know, show themselves in the mirror. And the great thing about this mm-hmm. is that it doesn't have to happen right then and there. Now, somebody could be participating in this and say, oh, I didn't get to see anything, right? Mm-hmm. And then two, three days from now, they're getting out of the shower. They look up and they see a face in the mirror. Those are the best because they scream the loudest. <laughs> so we we want to give people and you know an opportunity to to join in. So it's like everybody has done this. Every you know urban legends are great. Is it an urban yeah. legend or are we going to see something? 
and you know um I think we're going to have some fun with it. Okay. So, so what is the what what are we do? Okay, we're going to have a mirror. You need a mirror. Everybody? I'm sure everybody out there has a little compact, has a mirror, even if they just want to stand in front of the mirror. And then all together. You know, I like to play little music when I do seance. Okay. And I have mine going. Yeah, we can hear it, really. Yes. And what I'm going to do is just calm the atmosphere. And right now, what I am doing is I'm walking around the table and I'm opening up communication. And it's all in a matter of the footwork. And that goes back to the American Indian on my side. Mm-hmm. Now, I have two special guests. I'm going to put this on speak. First, we have Mr. Will, who always stood in the background. Hello, everyone. And then we Hi, have Mr. Will. my trusty, incredible, beautiful daughter and assistant, Joanne. Hi. Joanne. We can hear everybody. We're going to sit at the table. And we have three black candles lit and anointed with an oil that I make. And that represents the dead and the gate opener because we have to have that. And then we have three white ones for protection because you're going to need it. (laughs) And now we're going to give everyone the opportunity to get your your mirror. Joanne, you have yours? Yes, right in front of me. Will? Yeah. Okay. Now you all know I got mine. <laughs> okay, we're going to start. Now, come on now, you you got to chime in on this because, you know, we want you to be able to see Mary also. Well, not the yeah. Mary. You wouldn't want to see her. You'd maybe Bloody Mary would be a lot better than the Mary. Okay. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary.
What do you mean something touched you? Above or below the pants? (laughs) 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 What touched you? (laughs) Above or below the pants? Where on your shoulder? Yeah. Well, doesn't look right. I'm just touching you. I'm not staying here tonight. You're staying here and you're going to like it, let me tell you. Don't act crazy, Will. Come on, let something just touch me. You're scared? Big guy like you? Come on. Stare at you, stare at your mirror, and call call onto Bloody Mary in your mind. Will looks different. Oh come on, now I look different. Something just touched me. Was it like a transgender? What's so strange is I looked in my mirror and I just happened to look over my shoulder with the mirror and it's yeah. right it's pointed right at my icon of Blessed Mother Mary. Isn't that strange? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. It is because where do you get where do you get a load of what you're gonna see tonight when Mary's not there to help you? <laughs> She's there. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding with you. Actually, Will um, How strange uh, Will is really scared. He's he's like he's shaking his head like I can't believe you're doing this after everything that has happened in this house. But you know what? We we are the family that plays together, and we stay yes. together. That's right. right. And Joanne thinks she's going to leave the house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe it likes you, Will. Maybe it likes you. Cooperate. So he's saying he's being touched? Yeah, he said something touched him. Um, He said he's, well, he's like, yeah, he's trying to walk away from his mirror. And, uh, you know, I heard about this all before. Everybody was like, how can you... How can you even want to call on to anything after you know the the whole circumstance with the DeFeo and and the yeah. zodiac and sure and everything else that comes in and out of here and that's just part of it, um, but it's um, it, whether you have a seance or not, you know they're they are there. Um, it's just a matter of uh, communicating uh, with them. But I'm interested in hearing how many people have had experiences. Actually, um, I could I could see on Will's shoulder. It looks like um, he's got a light blue shirt on. It looks like something was wet on his shoulder. So I, I am, he's going to be definitely sleeping downstairs. Oh, Definitely, he's gonna be by himself tonight. <laughs> now, is where you live is where you live haunted. Yeah, it is. It really yeah. is. It's extremely haunted. It's um, 
I mean, you know, like I said, when I first moved in here, um, I I certainly did not um, think that, you know, everything lined up and, and played in this whole domino effect. Like I wasn't too far from the surf hotel where my mother had passed. And, you know, um, did it bother me at the time? Yes, but I never went in that area ever again. Um, it is a, you know, like maybe a 15-minute car ride. Um, I had no intentions, no intentions at all of uh, being so close uh, to some, you know, things that have happened. Uh, when when I first saw this place, I remember looking around with my realtor and the street was closed off. And I said, let's go down this block. And he said, oh, no, 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 you don't want that. And I said, you know, it was just being built. And I was like, this is great, you know, and everything I was asking for, you know, the space, the the different entrances, because I, I would need it for an office and and motorcycles going by, you know, uh, that's New York. Um, gardening space, out, you know, backdoor space, uh, a space that I can have built um, where my animals can go out and, you know, be safe in the back, in a garage, in a fireplace, like all this stuff. And, you know, when I was asking for this, he um, he, he said, you're not going to find it. Uh, he said, you're not talking about the city. You know, there's not, he said, this isn't Louisiana where there's glass doors going out into the front and glass doors going out into the back. And um, when we pulled up, it was exactly everything that I had on the checklist, and I was looking. I was looking probably for about two years. Um, I was in this old doll loft where this. Um, it was an old loft converted. Um, they used to make doll parts there, and mm-hmm. um, it. You know, I needed. I needed more room. Um, it it was good for the time. Um, there was something very different about the place, you know, the old stale beams inside and brick. Every wall was brick, and it was time we we needed to to leave, and I needed more room. So the place was available, and I purchased the place and. You know, it's funny, like when I, I brought my daughter in to see it, um, I I was laughing. I said, oh, she's going to try to fight for the bedroom, you know, with a huge bathroom. It's all marble, and she's going to want this, and I'm going to tease her. She's not going to be able to have it. And the first mm-hmm. thing she did when she came in, she said, um, there's something wrong with that room. You know, and I said, well, don't worry, something really wrong is going to be in that room, and it's going to be me. And <laughs> she didn't, she didn't, she didn't go near it, you know. But I, the, the place is incredibly haunted. You know, um, I had a client um, downstairs one time, and she worked in the court system, 
and Joe was at the desk, and um, we were sitting there, and we were going through papers, and it was a case that I was um, retained to to work on. Uh, and we're the three of us are sitting around, and you know we're just taking care of business. And the intercom came on, and it was Joanne's voice through the intercom as she was sitting at the desk. You know, so and. Yeah, and it was, you know, a, a shrill went through me. You know, you just hear something um, come through, and it's just like, Ma, are you there? And, you know, it's uh, it rattled. That rattled me. Her. You know, that was way before, like, all before Ronnie, all before the Zodiac Killer, you know, I did. I also did a special um, on the Son of Sam. I, I mean, those Ronnie and the Zodiac are the two that I had. You know, the books have been published on, but there have been numerous uh, interviews that I have done um, with these um, notorious uh, murderers and and mm-hmm. so forth and. You know um, the Night Stalker and and what have you, but those two impacted my life probably like nothing else. Like everything I ran from inside internally, um, everything that ate me up. You know that had to do with. Um, my mother and, and what had happened to her and um, dying well, what happened during to your mother. What happened to your well, mother? she died. She she died during an exorcism in the same hotel. She she now here we are. We're from Louisiana, and she winds up in um, Brooklyn, New York, at a Coney Island yeah. hotel. That's basically you know. Um, uh, run down with uh, every type of low life you can think, and she, you know she dies in a room during an exorcism. Um, I mean the hotel is torn down now, but it's yeah, it's um, it, it's something you know that always knocked at my door. It's you know when the devil chases you. And you think you're running and you're looking back, you know, you better look in front of you because he's probably ahead of you. You know, yeah. we can't underestimate, you know, that's, that's the the worst thing is to underestimate uh, the ability or to challenge uh, such a heavy, dark force, you know. Yeah. I mean, maybe Carter, maybe, you know, maybe Carter beat the devil but I'm just Jackie, you know. So, yeah. and uh, you know, the I I truly believe that the darkness hangs on those that are extremely gifted, because if it if it could control you, just think of the damage that somebody like myself could even do. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like you? Have your have your has your mother come to you or giving you any kind of sign or anything that she's okay or? Um, you know, she 
I, I keep this protection around for uh, a reason. And, um, you know, I when you die during the exorcism, and um, even though uh, what I saw towards the end was um, a cleansing of the soul, yeah. there's something still lingering. So the trickery... Um, you have to be careful because you're, you know, we, we all want to be accepted by our parents and we all want to be loved and embraced and, and you know, you have to make sure it is what what it appears to be. And yeah. it's, it's, so it's like, you know, it, it, that that tug of evil has always been there and it's always been a fight for me and I think um, the the Feo case and uh, the Zodiac you know the Zodiac um, you know when people hear De Feo you think of all of Long Island you think of the house the canal you think of everything right. the victims you know but it went beyond the victims it even went to the water you know so um, that, I think, is sad. I think we should concentrate on, you know, the, the victims and, and trying to, to free um, what was captured, you know, and, and held in that spot. And, and, you know, the more you talk about something, it's like the more power, you know, you're, you're giving it. And it's not just talking about it, but it's like, it goes beyond the words. It you know it travels off into a whole other realm. You know you're creating uh, a, a good conjurer actually creates the the world first. You know you create your picture. You're you're an artist. You're painting something, and then you go into it. So you know to give that much power you want to be careful um but the i have to say the zodiac uh was um a lot more frightening than uh probably Ronnie and what way you know well he um was heavily into the occult of uh you know he of the old Solomon occult, and you know the he used many forms of protection and and how he was able to you know evade the police and by blinding them with spells and and things that worked and you know you have to remember this is somebody who didn't finish school, somebody who speaks um like a broken English, uh, you know, a Spanish accent. Um, he he didn't know the right wordings. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, when he's in his realm, it's perfect English. It's, um, he could read, you know, old Arabic. Um, he read Latin. He, he can write it. He, he was given this knowledge um and he knew there was something wrong and i have to i have to say this much 
before there was any killings, he ran to a church, and the church still stands, and I went there. And at the time, there was two priests, and they were very, very young, and like all this time later, of course, they're old, and when I was um, doing this book, I, I went there, and... They didn't want to talk about it. And the only thing they could say to me was, we we didn't know how to help him. It was too strong. Oh, boy. And that yeah, was before. I, that's a, go ahead. Exactly. And, and you know, when, when the devil wants to accomplish something, when demons want to accomplish something, and they're, they set things in motion, and they're able to move from one person to the next, and... A perfect example is when, you know, he was in Highland Park and um, it was a, you know, a really hot summer's night and everybody was out. And back in the day, that was like Needle Park. Needle Park was where all the heroin addicts were hanging and and what have you and, you know, the um, the really lost souls in life. And... This is a guy who never drank drugs, never smoked, never did anything. And he's so he's in, in his full cognitive state. And he's sitting on his bench uh, along with like 20 people just hanging. And this, you know, a few detectives come over and they show him a picture. They show everybody a picture. And it was a picture of him. Huge yeah. picture, eight by eight by ten, and they show everyone a picture, and nobody's seen him. And they they go to show him the picture, and they skipped him and went to the next person. Uh, and that night, and that night it was a killing spree. You know, and it was there was many incidences like that. It was like. And when he when he finally got caught, um, he didn't get caught for doing that. He got caught for having a fight with his sister, and then there was a big shootout, and oh, there was hundreds of cops, and they had to close off streets and blocks and blocks and blocks in New York City. Um, here it is, you know, he had little ammunition and there was all this police, you know. Uh, he shot his sister and mm. um, she, he, luckily he just wound her, you know. Um, but the, the point is, is that, you know, he was, he was going, he, he was getting frustrated because he needed to go and kill and he wasn't able to because he needed to pass her and he needed to be in full gear, in his black gear, um, carrying his mask. And there were certain things. He he had to go to an altar before he left the, the apartment. And she was playing loud music and it set him off. And so they they capture him, but they don't realize this is the Zodiac Killer until one thing. He told me he was fighting his hand, his own hand, and even trying to stab it, to stop it from signing it with a Gemini. 
So that's wow. how they caught him. That is exactly how they caught him. It's almost as though, like, you know, the devil, you know, promised you everything, you know, and you did his bidding for him. You went out. You did everything he wanted you to do, the chaos, the murders, you know, the the fear in people. Um, everybody runs home. Nobody was wearing a, a zodiac sign. People were frightened. Uh, there was manhunts out, you know, constantly. Uh, what, what and here you it was. What year well, was it? it it started in the eighties. It started in you know mid to late eighties, and this went on for quite some time. And there was, you know, uh, he said to me, um, he said, you know, they had no idea what I was going to do. And now we have to remember, you know, there was, um, there was, there was no internet. There was, you know, not the knowledge we have out there now. Um, where you can sit around with groups and, and you know, find things out. Uh, yeah. He woke up and had knowledge um, that he didn't have. And he he even tried to take the test to go into, you know, the service. And he missed it by, like, two points the most. And he said, I can't believe they were taking, as his words, junkies um, with blatant marks on them um, who couldn't even finish the test. They were helping them and didn't take him. So, you know, are things, are some, are some people pre-programmed to to make these hideous headlines, you know, does the the devil let us know that he is still around and can manipulate the minds of those that he chooses? Um, I I have to say, you know, as I believe in in a higher power and in many um, different forms of God, you know, no matter what name you want to give him, um, it's God, you know, it's a higher, a much higher power. Uh, you, you have to realize that, you know, we're just tools and they have this huge fight going on and we, we can be manipulated and used as pawns and, and so forth. And and we must be really careful, you know, and when we feel something and when something isn't right, you know, we need to, you know, reach out. And he did try to reach out, but unfortunately he went to two priests that didn't know enough and didn't take it further. Uh, the only thing they did do was go see him in prison, but to me that's a little too late because of the victims. Yes, and there were and there were many victims. I mean, there you know this uh, God, you know God only knows the count. I mean, there was car 
there was car fires he would start. Um, he would, you know, people would be driving on the highway and he would decide to throw something off into a windshield. Um, he would set off little, he was testing out little bombs on the subway system in New York City. Uh, he used a huge slingshot to try to see how many people, the glass could shatter a Rockefeller Center during holiday time, how many children could get hurt and or or something worse. I, I don't even want to think about that. And also he had a map um, that he was going to place one of his biggest bombs, which was the um, Empire State Building. And tourists just flocked to that, I mean, every day in New York City. So, you know... He um, he he spread like wildfire, you know, and and yeah. he calls himself the soul collector. So it's um, he's pretty frightening. Like if I had to classify him as uh, you know one of our um, horror movie uh, frightening monsters, he would definitely be up there with Freddy. Wow. Yeah, he would definitely well, be up there. Um, what happened to him? Is he still alive or what happened to him ultimately? He's still alive. Um, he's in prison. Uh, of course, he's never coming out. He's in this like um, special holding cell uh, that, you know, there's... Um, not just bars, but a certain type of plexi over it. And um, he spends his time, like usually uh, prisoners um, are giving, like Son of Sam uh, was a plumber in prison. It's like, you know, okay, you're a plumber now. So um, they, some of them... Uh, the the night stalker never never uh left his cell unless um him too he was in a special one unless yeah, yeah he you know escorted with many many armed guards and the same thing with Hediberto the zodiac um whenever he uh when we were doing our interviews and the recorded uh phone calls um he would be brought to a phone by four heavily armed guards and shackled. So, you know, there's a reason for that because I've been in many prisons uh, throughout the country and even out of the country where I can tell you uh, that to to have a prisoner transported 10... Now, mind you, he would only go no more than 10 feet to the phone to, you know, to get the time to have these armed guards bring him to the phone, um, shackle him. You know, that means that they would have to stop what they were doing, synchronize their time, make sure that um, they were very careful and everything, you know, just went smoothly and he was back in his cell. 
and well, it's no baker. No, you say in your book that he really doesn't eat much either. He doesn't seem to need to eat very often or... or no, he doesn't. Very... And, you know, I I have... Um, he sent me pictures of himself um, way before, like, I knew he existed, um, that he had, and pictures of him now, and the man never changed. He's never changed. And, like, you know, it goes to show you, like, we're on the outside here, and, you know, um, we we get sick, and we need doctors and, and dentists, and, and I, I so thank Dr. Frank, but we need all these um, special things. Like, we can go to bed okay and wake up and be like, I am still not well. I need a doctor today, you know. Um, mm-hmm. he He's never been through that. He's never had anything. This man has never had to leave on a sick call. I don't know how they would transport him. They would probably have to come into the cell. And it it it, it goes to show you um, the the danger that they know that the public doesn't know. Yes. You know, and I remember him, um, it was like Ash Wednesday, you know, right around holiday time, and he was upset, and he said to me, you know, um, usually um, they would send the the Catholic Church and rabbis and what have you would go up to the prisons and give cards, um, uh, religious, you know, relics and um, calendars and what have you with um, religious poems on them. And they would give the ashes out if that was your religion. And he waited and waited and he tried to put a complaint in because the the bishop went up there of the Catholic Church in New York City and ran past his cell and he was upset. You know, he wanted um, he wanted his ashes because he still believes that, except for Patricia, and I know he has his vengeance out for me for that um, setting her free. Um, he hmm. still believes that you know. Um, just because he doesn't hear them scream anymore, he he put them to sleep, and they will wake up one day. Well, do you? He, uh, I feel like there's a balance, and that uh, that all will be repaid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think the ultimate. Yeah, he's very he's very frightening because, you know, when you and the, the strange thing about this is that I met one of the attorneys who um, came to a book signing, um, and she came to see me afterwards, and she told me she was in court that day when they were trying to arraign him. And she said the news reporters were all the way outside, like in this in this huge courtroom, 
in the city. They were all the way outside, and they, they were just fighting to get in, to get his picture, to get a story, just to get a glimpse of his face, you know. And yeah. he, she said, you know, uh, she's a tough woman, and she said she was standing behind him, um, and she he turned around as though he felt her, and she said she's never seen or felt had like so much fear come over her and she said his eyes were just completely black just completely black and he's not he's not trying like the others um to get out he's not trying to plead a case um he there's no parole board uh he doesn't go and actually, he made a mockery of it when he was sentenced, let's say, the 200 years. And he just calmly walked away. And they wanted him back to add additional time for weapons charge. And he said to me, how crazy is this? And I was like, I was thrown back for a minute. And I said... Well, crazy in what way? Crazy that you're, you know, you're a serial killer? Um, Or crazy that you got caught? And he was like, no. He said, forget all of that. He said, how can you bring me in and give me more time for weapons charge? He said, like, how else did I do this? Like, I obviously had a weapon. Like, now you're going to give me another 20 years? He was like, give it to me for myself. He said, because I don't care. Give me 50 years. Give me 75. So they did. They slapped on the max. And he was like, what does, what, it's not, what does it matter after 200 years? It's, it's like, he had the attitude, like, well, of course I killed these people, and of course I used a weapon. Like, how stupid are you? Like, you just figured this out now? Like, why didn't you just give me the time when I was up there? So, you know, he, I mean, it's insult to injury. You you can't face these people. And he was very insulted when, you know, he kept saying, that's all they wanted to talk about was the victims. He said, I, I don't care. You know, and I well, the others. Exposed. Well, he's exposed too, so he doesn't care anymore. You know, he he can't exactly. But but yeah. the others, even after they're exposed, <coughs> excuse me, they'll say, "I didn't. I, oh God, I didn't do it." Or um, right, it wasn't me. You know, uh, I'm a different person now. You know, it's uh, I, I was I was always floored completely floored with the whole son of Sam, uh, you know, coming, writing. He he even wrote me, and he was, yeah, and he was saying, uh, you know, he was talking about how how he found God and, you know, um, the, the families, you know, this was after he saw, like, I had done this special on him, uh, and had it was on a tra- the travel channel 
and he was um, proceeding with his, you know, religious uh, opening now. And, you know, I don't know if many people know this or not, but he actually has a radio show from prison preaching the word of God. And I just don't, you know, I guess they feel that it's a narcissistic way of thinking that you are cleansed of all wrongdoing as long as you say you believe in God. Like, I can, I know I can break down his exterior within minutes. Um, yeah. But, you know, he's, um, it's just disgusting. And what disgusted me even more was that, you know, I, I, I want to make sure I say this properly. Uh, I do believe in the method of forgiveness, and I, and I incorporate it into everything I teach people um, and every client that allows me to reach out to them. Um, I reel them in and go step by step with this whole forgiveness process that I believe in because you are not free unless you let go. And the the thing with him is is right. that the the some of the victims um their parents come up and pray with him and um he I don't know how he bamboozled that. That's all I can say. Well, he kept, I don't know how. Well, I don't know. To, I think he was like a certain pastor, and then he got the pastors a year, and then. But a lot of people in prison do get religion, you know, and he is is has capitalized on that really. So I yeah, would trust exactly. the guy. I mean, you know, it's nice. It's nice you got religion, but it, you know, I. You had to kill someone first to get it. It's always been there. It's always been there, you know, and it, it's just it just makes them feel better that, you know, it's it's a way of saying, you know, well, no one's above God, so therefore, if He forgave me, then you should be ashamed of yourself for not forgiving me. And is everything forgiven? Uh, I I don't think. Uh, by taking a life, you know, and you finding God is uh, is good enough. You know, yeah, like you, you know, uh, yeah. Well, you can say, you know, it's very, uh, you know, and there's and there's I, I something. Uh, okay, this. this is my perception of him. So if I'm wrong, I you know I would feel bad, but you know he's just a freak and he's sickening to me. Yeah, you know, exactly. I he, I, he is. He, he turns my stomach. So uh, I don't feel the genuineness that they feel, and I do feel. No, I don't either. The fault of this, you know. Is, like, I've dealt with a lot of families that um, were victims to crimes, and their and their family members were taken from them, uh, and and they lose something. You lose something in yourself, and you you don't know how to deal with it. And I've also met some of some people, not all, but some 
of these families that have forgiven him and hug him and pray with him, there's a psychological part to it that needs to be dissected properly. And when you do it, you will realize by peeling back the very thin layers of the psycho, you will understand that he is a super manipulator and the families right. the families are like they're they're not fully living anymore because there's a part of them that was taken and squashed and just disintegrated like one day everything is gone everything you love everything you believed in everything you're not supposed to like outlive your children and here it is, the you know, this man used his hands and stalked these people and went after them and, and, and took these loved ones away. But it's the only thing that they have left of yeah, their love. I think you're correct. Um, I think uh, it's almost... Well, you can't call it passive-aggressive, but you could call it like the Stockholm Syndrome, something like that. Exactly. Do you agree with exactly. that? Yeah. Totally. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And it's like, it's like you, have nothing, you have nothing left. And, you know, a lot of people, when, and this is what I found, um, dealing with them, when they lose their children, um, it's almost like they lose their friends, and relatives, and nobody, uh, very few people understand them, and they they go on this journey in life um, looking for the true path, and that's fine, that's fine, and, and you know, you, you should embrace people that are going through the same thing as you are, because you have this, this bond, but it's not natural. It's not normal to go to the perpetrator because I don't think I could contain myself. There'd be nothing left for me. Well, it's just so you know, strange so- you're even talking about all this because uh, I, you know, I lost my niece to uh, to two uh, serial killers. And um, she was like my daughter, and um, I was the only one crying for 10 years. You know what I mean? And I still cry. When I'm tired, it comes up, you know. Sure. So they took took great pleasure in what they did to my niece and others. They were were busted. They found them, literally, it was a man and a woman, red-handed, killed another little 14. My niece was 14. She still had her braces on, and uh, yeah. she, but she came to me and she told me what happened to her. So my family didn't believe me, you know. She she came to me in a dream and she showed me what happened. So I always always knew it. So nobody agreed with me. Uh, it was just like everything you just said, you know. Yeah. You have to you suffer by yourself because people don't understand for some reason. Exactly, exactly, and then they treat you. Like 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 you're the leper, you know, and it's, very it's horrible. Yeah, it's like your life, everything you knew. You know what it's like? 
the the only way I can describe it, you know, when I go into something psychically, it's like a nuclear bomb. It's like, you know, exactly. one day, one day uh, you wake up and it's like gone. Everything is gone. Everything that you knew was real. Everything that ever made you laugh or smile, it's gone. And and you need to, you need to figure out how do you go on. And right. where does this inner strength come from? And and why did this happen? And you can bang your head up against the wall, and and these people sit and and say, "Don't judge me," you know, these perpetrators. Don't judge me. Um, you can't. You can't judge me. You would be wrong because God forgave me. And it's, it's so they're using. If they can't use the, the the criminal system, you know, and that's what I call it, the criminal system, <laughs> you know. Right, if they can't right. use the criminal system, they're they're going to use, you know, the church or or the temple to um to fall back on. But, you know, too bad, you know, God didn't slap their hands and take the guns and knives away from them, uh, you know, then. But far be it from well, me nice. and they yeah. um they're they're in there and and they get um, good dental, you know. <laughs> they get yeah, good they dental. Do. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they get I was good. In, I was in court, you know, just uh, to the, for the sentencing thing, and it's one of the few times the whole jury showed up to be sure the judge sentenced them to death. So they're both on death row, but in California that could be forever. But uh, during the trial, he was even grooming his niece to molest her and they busted him for that so they never give up it doesn't matter they don't change you know it would no. be a miracle if they did but no, I don't I've, I've, I've spoken to many 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 of them and um, I I can tell you right now they all they, the truthful ones will tell you there is no rehabilitation. There is no. there is none. There is none. And you know, I'm pretty old school. Like instead of sitting in a cell all day, like I would chain you. And seriously, like coming from Louisiana, like when the levee <laughs> broke or it was breached, I would make them hold that up underwater. Yeah. You know, you there is well, deaf. Like I, I would take those prisoners. Maybe people are missing the true, I don't know, maybe they're in denial. I don't understand them. I don't, but I think they may be coping any way they can. And uh, I would actually yep. shoot him myself. You know what I mean? It, it wouldn't bother me to do that. I would shoot him. God forgive me. But, yeah, uh, but you know, it's, it's like <laughs> they take something and... They continue to take by yes. preaching to us, you know. Exactly. By I just, I just feel that every time he hugs one of the parents, like I can't imagine that because my hand wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to get my hand off your throat. But right. I, I can't, I just can't imagine every time he he hugs them. Um, that the smirk behind their back, you know, um, 
you it's so crazy when you think about it it's you know this man you bring your child into the world and and you give them everything you try to protect them and this man takes their life and you can't hug your child anymore so you hug him wow and and he Not washed no, and you and you and just the thought, you see what I'm talking about as a medium, yeah. when you look at these people, I see him what he's wearing as he washed the blood off his hands. So the, oh, that blood that blood is your blood. Yeah. You know, and exactly. you know, so I say this, like he should not be allowed to do this. He should not be allowed to preach the word out to people and brainwash people. Um, I would make him work and not as a plumber and get up at 6 o'clock. No, no, no. That's that's too liberated. I I believe in the old chain gang. Yeah, get him out there. Chain him together. Chain him together and make him work from sunup to sundown in the hot Louisiana weather. Well, you know, and plus it keeps him from being bored. You know, the the people that engage in this kind of uh, manipulative behavior, they're bored stiff in prison, so they'll do anything to, to oh, stay busy. You know, so you, this is, when you do this, you forfeit. You forfeit, you know, freedom. But there is a certain freedom in prison that people aren't aware of. You know, um, I, I noticed... Um, a man the other day in the grocery store, uh, I was in there buying a few items, and he grabbed uh, a pre-made sandwich and a fruit cup, and he turned over the fruit cup, and he showed it to me, and he was like, 40 cents, and I was, and I said, wow, I said, you lucked out, it was your lucky day, and he said, yeah, he said, it's usually 275 for like this tiny fruit cup. Now, I see this man, I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I see this man leave for work, um, and, you know, he has a wife and small children, and they pass my house, and I watch. I'm a watcher. And mm-hmm. he, um, you know, he was coming back and picking himself up something to eat probably before most likely going to his other job, you know, and here it is, he had to look at the price of this, and, and it made his day. He came out, and he was like, wow, look, he said, check this out. He said, they charged me the 40 cents, and I was like, wow, I said, good for you, and he was like, yep, and he went bopping on home. Now, that man has to scrape his pennies, and he was happy he got a bargain for 40 cents. Mm-hmm. You know, they're in prison our taxpayers' money is going to that. Right. You know, well, so... I believe they should work and have, do something and pay their way through prison and pay rent the whole thing, make them do it. Yeah, you know, I, I'm i telling you, I've visited prisons and, and, you know, done many of interviews. There's a reason why, you know, I am an occult crime specialist and um, they they call me out on many places, many different areas, uh, to see if it was an, definitely a cult crime or um, a mimicking uh, 
crime that, you know, people want other people to think uh, the occult had some hand in it. And um, very few, very few, I can count on one hand, probably out of, um, you know, three or 400 cases called out on, you know, from uh, Peru uh, to Mexico to all over that it was actual, actual occult crime. So, you know, there there are certain signs and um, and things that they leave behind or um, take a piece of. Uh, so it's you know I I know and and being a psychic medium actually gives me a super super edge on it um, because you I already have the picture in my mind as I'm traveling there. But my my yeah. point is is that I would definitely you know there's uh, there's a prison in Louisiana where you know they they're known for once you go in there you ain't coming out. You know, wow. you you are not you are not coming out. You know, well, Angola prison. Yeah, Angola. That's that's right. You're gonna be chiseling. You're gonna be busting your ass. You're working, and at the end of the day, if you you gain, this is what you gain: a half a penny. Yeah, a half a penny. And then every time you want, you think you're gonna have enough ten cents for that stick of gum. That gum just went up to twenty cents. Right. So, but we're talking about hardcore criminals, not somebody who took some baby food to feed their baby, or you know, container right. of milk for the pregnant wife, and they're out of work, and they're and they're, they're, you know, they're they're at their their breaking point, and there's just no money, no food. We're not talking about folks like that. If anything, I I'd give them the money, and I've done it before. But I'm I'm talking about hardcore criminals, you know, people who, um, and and I'm and I am so thankful. I mean, I was I've been called out on to check out um, a case that had to do with snuff movies, and I am so thankful that only happened once because um, that left me with with uh, quite uh, quite a few nightmares. Yeah, that's particularly horrible. Yeah, it is. And you know, it's very easy. to a certain type of thing going exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? There's a lot of the People don't think, you know, well, some people don't think um, these things exist. They do exist. You know, people... People go in for this. There is a certain type of sickness that goes in for this, just like the selling and buying of organs, you know. Right. So there's, well, uh, thank goodness we got good uh, crime fighters out there. Yeah, we do. And um, by coincidence, uh, I, I actually work for the federal government, and uh, I counsel federal prisoners, but it's mostly substance abuse crimes yeah well that's yeah that's that's different you know that there is rehabilitation and there you know i i there was right next to um the prison um ronnie's and uh greenhaven there is a fed Mm -hmm. you know the club fed 
and um, I, I actually smelt the cooking coming from me and the prisoners were cooking, <laughs> but, you know, for themselves in their room. And it was uh, a different, like, they, they don't go near children, and they don't do this and they don't do no. that, you know. And right. that's the whole thing that set me off with, um, you know, I'm, I read in these other books about, you know, Ronnie DeFeo and uh, the mob, the mob, you know, um, I've I've worked my my circle and and you know being who I am and 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 working you know underground many times and in the underworld of the two different types of underworld uh they do not kill children not like that they do not right despite what people would think and say, oh, yeah, the mob went in there and killed children and left the adult alive, it would be um, against their, their rule of thumb. Just yeah, like they, they do not rule. rob Catholic. That's like That's like saying the mob robbed the Catholic Church. It does not happen. Yeah. No. It just doesn't happen. They actually no. help build the church. So, you know, it doesn't happen. And okay, you don't have so to be psyched. We have a couple of questions. You want to answer a couple of questions? Sure. Okay. So in chat, um, Anne's asking uh, if they may not be a cult, are they demonic? I'm not sure. What does that mean? I don't know. And uh, make it a little clearer. Um, <laughs> okay, let me see. So if I it's not... They may not be a cult. Are they a demonic? Well, you know, we 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 say the occult. The occult is like, um, you know, it's an old word, and it's like saying um, mediums are. You know, people say um, people use the word medium uh, without realizing that uh, the old word is necromancing. And that's uh, communicating with the dead. So, and then other people would say, "Oh, that's a that's a horrible word." It's like we want to pick and choose the words, you know. Um, yeah. Does uh, does the occult have to do? Is she trying to say does the occult have to do with uh, demonic? Maybe that's what she means. I asked her to clarify. Uh, maybe. Well, well, you know, not necessarily, not necessarily. The occult. I was just going to say that this is case by case. I think. Yeah, yeah, and the the occult could like you know you know how some people consider the Ouija board. If you play with a Ouija board, you're in the occult. Um, Right. If you if you if you have a pentagram tattoo, you're in the occult. If you you know, none of those things are true. None, they're, it, everything's a tool. Actually, it depends how the, the pentagram is. You know, um, it's a sign of protection. Uh, it's, it's been around. Uh, it's, it's an old-time religion. It's been around way before a lot of other ones. Yes. And it has nothing to do with the occult. So... And and you know what? I know people that are very, very super, super religious 
that had dynamic uh, uh, entities in their home and what have you. So it has nothing to do with that. Very true. Okay. Okay, here she's clarifying. If the murders are not a result of the occult killing, are the murderers possessed? That's what she wants to know. Do you think murderers are possessed? Not all of them. Not all of them. Some are. The Zodiac. The Zodiac, you see, they're they're looking at what I'm doing, okay? I'm a a psychic medium that is an occult crime specialist. So that's two different things. That's two different things. You know, when you are specialized in one thing in life and then you're a psychic medium, you're a conjurer, um, absolutely two different things. Those the, the cases that come to me tend to be more of possession, probably, because I'm open to the other world, just like you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um have I come across cases where they're just plain out crazy and, um, you know, batshit, to be honest with you? Uh, yes. So, if that answers it. Yeah, I think that does answer the question. <laughs> batshit. Um, you were describing... Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what you were describing as a Zodiac killer, uh, I think he even knew he was possessed, but... He had changes, oh, and changes and stuff like that. So you know that's yeah. particularly frightening, and you know it's uh, it's horrible. But and these things are going on, and then there's the subtler things going on, as you said. With uh, I don't know, I don't even know if I want to talk about that. But anyway, I thought about another thing. You know, of the wealthy, and they're talking about the Illuminati and stuff like that. And I always sort of brushed it all off until. I started noticing that uh, some people... Oh, it's very powerful. Yeah, there's power going on. And they have a tangible power on this planet when I've always believed that that God was the real power. But they seem to... uh, But I know God is more powerful than anything else. But what I'm saying is they seem to have acquired some power here. They certainly have. They certainly have, and they tapped into, um, they know how to uh, separate themselves. Uh, Just like if one is going to go on stage, let's say, um, they become something else, like this altered, they, they, you know, people look at altered egos like, oh, okay, I'm putting on my show face. Oh, no, no, no. There's something else that possesses them and this is how they um they're able to perform this is how they're able to do things there's times when you know and you'll see it um on tv when when i come on to something i change something you know it's it's my spirit guides it's you know and i'm making room for the victim and then i make room you know and i'm and i got it's sort of like you know a, taming trying to tame a lion and you're you're gripping on holding on really tight to the perpetrator just to just enough to see what he did or she did to get that information 
and you know use it in a in a positive way and then get rid of him in a positive fashion meaning you know now you know how the crime was committed now you know what happened yes you know it's uh how do you, you know, okay i'm going to ask you a question how are you coping uh like with my niece um I even I swear to you, even just a few, just maybe six months ago, I woke up and I turned around, I looked at her picture, and I went, "You're really gone," you know, just still shocked. It's, it's yeah, unbelievable how deep it goes, you know, how uh, you know the sure. people left behind feel. But how you deal with, you know, that you know the the perpetrator inside out. And because uh, you're seeing what I, I actually see the same thing. Everything that you said, I've seen the same thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like people using the victims of they're, they're, yep. they want they want glory. It's still feeding their ego. I'm sure their murderers are feeding them their egos. Oh, absolutely. You know, because them, yeah, them as, as trophies. You know, it's like yeah. it's sad. It's sad that you know this exists in our world and it it shouldn't be it absolutely should not be um but we can't close a blind eye and you know leave your door unlocked and you know your windows no. open and what you like it's 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 just frightening like we need to have knowledge and and sometimes all the knowledge in the world doesn't save you right you know, but yeah. it's it's very difficult. It's very it's like time stands still now for you. Yeah. In many ways, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I'm the only one that feels like that, so to say. You know, there's no comfort in others. So they don't understand. And that's, it. And the, then... that's the tragedy <laughs> when when people say, you know, um, you have to move on. And you have to, um, you know, uh, do something happy or uh, go on with your life. I I believe we have to restore. And and the only way we can restore is to, you know, honor the person and not forget them and keep talking about them. And try to communicate with them. There are ways you can. There there are definitely ways that... She showed me her death. That's how I knew that she was dead because my family was saying some of the crazy stuff about her. They thought she ran off with somebody or whatever. And uh, I knew that she was dead because she showed me what happened. And I knew the way she died, which was a really yeah, horrible. horrible. So, yeah, it's horrible. So... Uh, um, it's uh, I don't know. It's it changes you. You know, you were you were different after this happens. But somebody really helped me because I put it. I was suffering one time. I just put a thing on Facebook. I said, you know, how do you forgive the unforgivable? And everybody was saying, you know, for my own sake, you have to go on about about like everything. One person got it right. He said, you can't. You have to let God help you. Yeah. You know, you can't yeah, you can't forgive it, you know, it's just not there. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like you go on searching and you know, mm-hmm. I 
I deal with it um, every day, and even from, you know, some of the parents, uh, you know, like I think even myself, like, you know, I've never let go of any of the parents that I've ever dealt with. I mean, they're part of my family now and a part of our our life, and, and I share my life with them. And sometimes I find it difficult um, bitching about small things, um, but I don't want to exclude them either because I know that many people would do that. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's exactly. like exactly. you dehumanize them by saying, oh, I don't want to. I I always, you know, wish... Um, the mother's uh, happy Mother's Day because there's still a mother and there'll always be a mother where other people would say, you know, I don't know if I can do that. Don't do that. You know, why not? I mean, how can you take that away from them? Because they're always going to be a mother. Exactly. And I do believe believe we're all going to be together again also. Because my actually my niece said that when she was twelve and she was still living with me before she went back to her mother and that's where she got affected at. But she told me uh, to sit down. She had a dream and she had to tell me because it was really serious. And then she told me that she went to heaven to be with Jesus. And I said, "You what?" She said, "Yeah." She said, "Guess who I saw there?" I went, "Who?" She said, "I saw you." I said, "You saw me there? What did I look like?" She said, "You look like a queen." And it's weird because I've had the same exact dream that I was in heaven and looked like a queen, so, you know, whatever. But anyway, uh, and she just uh, described heaven, and uh, she also told me that uh, other things, but I don't want to say it. Anyway, uh, but she did pass two years later, you know, so she knew it. So she came to me three times after she passed, and the last time was she told me just to have peace, just to be peace. She's okay, wow. you know, so I know it's, it's a trip. Yeah, anyway, it is, so. you know, and I I spoke to this detective who, you know, lost his child to murder, and, you know, he came in, he came in smiling, and he said, you know, I, I'm practicing what you told me, and... I'll never stop talking about him or putting things around and, uh, you know, keeping his things. And, you know, it's we need to keep them alive and we need mm-hmm. to be their voice. Exactly. Yes. That's definite. I Gosh. mean, That's, I have... I have we got seen, about a minute left, Jackie. So tell me, oh. tell us where to find your books and everything. This has been an extraordinary uh, visit with you last two hours. It flew by. And, yeah, uh, and where can we find your books, yeah. Jackie? Um, worldwide, worldwide. Also, Amazon, um, Barnes and Nobles, your local bookstore. Um, it's on Kindle and. Um, all kinds of devices, and you know, I, I'm I'm a paperback type of person. Um, I like to feel the book, you know. But uh, your friends are you, saying hi. Julio, 
Julio and Doreen say hi. Oh, and big hello. Hello. Yes, big, big hello. Oh. Yeah, I love those people, you know. It's yeah. like the the people are worth loving. Man, you got to hold, you got to cherish them always. That's the truth. Isn't always. It? Well, come on Come on again, Jackie, when you ever feel up to it and want to share your new book with us, please come on again. It's been very, it's just been a wonderful to talking with you, and I want to thank you for everything you do. You're incredible. Uh, thank you, and so, thank you for sharing, you know, um, your, your heartbreak, and it, you know, makes us realize that we're we're all human, and, you know, life is very precious, and we, we need to actually love each other a little bit more. Yes, we do. So if you were here, I would definitely be hugging you and jumping on your lap because I'm that type. I would too. (laughs) Yeah, I'd goose it, though, you know. I would get a goose. No, No, I would definitely get a goose in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you take care, and I'll be happy to have you on any time if you're available. Just... I'm a I'm a follower now, so God bless and take care of you and your family. Take care of you Aww. guys. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye, sweetheart. Good night. So, thank so, you for for being with us tonight. It's uh, been quite an extraordinary experience being with Jackie and uh, all the good that she does. Um, it's I, I'm just so impressed and. Uh, I love the lady a lot, and uh, I love her more now that I know the great things she's doing in the world and uh, how she's helping those that are suffering. And she's a victim's advocate and uh, quite a person. So anyway, coming up on Friday, believe it or not, next Friday we are going to have Peter Robbins, the incredible person, the world traveler, and he's going to talk to us all about the UFO experience and aliens and everything else. And I do want to wish you all a very, very happy Halloween that's coming up really fast. And after Peter Robbins, the next Friday after that is Halloween. That's our two-year anniversary. And so looking forward to uh, having you all there. And uh, we're having actually the director that uh, did the last new two new films of the Amityville Horror. So uh, then that will be great. And I will see you then. And God bless you. I mean, all your good dreams come true. Bye-bye, folks. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.